0: Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo starts now.
1: Straight up to a
0: On this Tuesday afternoon, good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.
1: My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo! Burnsy, what's going on? Besides the fact that we're missing out on free pizza and free pies and everything at the station today. Mitch, I'm sure is yeah. eating enough for all us. Yeah. aren't you, that? Mitch? Yeah. Well, I done goofed myself because I had ordered lunch today and then saw oh. all of the pies come in oh, no. as my food arrives. It's a uh, pie day today. It's pie day. So I got like all these Loomalnati's pies and then cherry uh, pie, cherry pie, apple pie, cream pie, uh, everything. Yeah. yeah. You
0: know, I mean, on the one hand, yeah. it, 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 we work for a wonderful company. We, yeah. We've got a nice committee at the radio station that's in charge of doing things no, like I this. us today, and God bless. For taking care of everybody else, but yeah, they, they, they screwed us today. They sent
1: out pictures of the spread, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it looks great. Good look at the spread. Hey, take a look at this like shoving it in our face that we're not there. Like unbelievable, like pie after pie after pie lined up with the pizza and the regular pies. So here's what you do. Yeah, good on, job by our boss.
0: On your way home tonight, mm-hmm. you stop mm-hmm. and get some Lou Malnale's, you stop and get a cherry pie, and you have your own yeah, pie I day. Got my own at look home, right? We'll you do. Celebrating. Yeah. So, Mitch, I, I mean, you're, you're, surely you're still going to have. Have some pie, though, right? You must. Did our boss know this before he scheduled us? No, this is why he scheduled us to be That's on the show today.
1: He's just not a very good boss. He
0: didn't. He didn't want us around yeah. to partake in any of that. Well, Probably. I hope Mitch and Joe I don't like him. <laughs> Wow! What? <laughs> Nothing? No, I'm no. glad you're honest about not liking our bus. That's good. I'm sure our boss right now is sitting in his office thinking, you yeah. know what? I don't really like you much either. Yeah. To be honest yeah. with you, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what's going through his mind Robbed right me now. Out of
1: a nice, what couple is it? The eyes uh, and what, the, what was that? Bitch, the Moss Eisley bar where he's like, I don't like you. I, I, he doesn't like you either. He doesn't like you either.
0: <laughs> We're wanted men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah neither, neither one, Gambo nor his boss. Neither one of them like each other very
1: much. He, so. can, make, he can make it up for us tomorrow. Get us a pie at a, a pie. <laughs> Look at you. All right. All right.
0: With that. Uh, a real, real quick before we get into our top story yes. of the day. We're live from Footprint Center, brought to you by FanDuel today. We're going to be here until 6.30. We've got bonus tonight because of the Suns and Milwaukee Bucks. We're going to talk about the Suns in 30 seconds. Just wanted to acknowledge something cool that's been going on for the last 15 minutes or so right across the street at Chase Field. Canada is playing Columbia in the World Baseball Classic. This is Classic. so cool. Rio Gomez, Pedro's kid, is pitching for, for Columbia. Columbia Columbia. Right now, his yeah. mom Sandy is there. She's Colombian. It's an awesome moment that we're it watching was. right now. He
1: got out of the. Uh, he 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 pitched the, the inning that I saw him pitch. He got, he got all. He didn't give up any runs. He gave up one walk. Struck out the final batter. So to see that now, you know, he went to school with my kids at DV at Desert Vista. So I've known him and Pedro and Sandy for a long time. And uh, just a great moment to see her there. Yeah, Pedro's Cuban, but the the mom Sandy she's Colombian. So Rio was pitching for Team Colombia. Yes. Yeah, Cool. It's really cool, and he's still in there now. And it's great. It's a great
0: moment. Everybody in baseball's talking about oh, No, he's about out it right now. now. He's yet no. He's not. out now. Of- thought he was still in there. No,
1: he's a lefty. That guy's a righty that's pitching. Oh, okay. My bad. Mm-hmm. thought he was still in there. No, Rio's a left-handed No, pitcher. you're right. Okay, the guy my, bad. Yep, is my a bad.
0: My bad. Thank you. Yep, good call. Uh, anyway, cool moment. Moment's over, obviously, but still very cool. Yeah, was, oh, was great. Everybody's celebrated. great. Very happy about that. All right, let's weigh in on our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo show. Burns and Gambo. The weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. And Moses Moody is going to dribble out the final sec- seven seconds off the clock. And The Warriors will avoid being swept by the Suns for the first time since... 2011, as they get their first win against Phoenix this season. Final score, 123-112. The Warriors win. First win against the Suns since Christmas of 2021, wow. yeah. and it was emphatic. There was an exclamation point at the end of that one, especially with the way the Golden State Warriors started that game. They clobbered the Suns last night, at least early in the game.
1: Oh, there's no doubt about it. I mean, Clay Thompson was unconscious. I mean, he hits a three, Curry hits a three, it's 8 nothing. Clay hits another three, it's 13-4. Four. They had 43 points in the first quarter. You're thinking, oh, my God, they're on pace for, what is that, 86, 160, 170-something points? Like, oh, wow. Clay Thompson was 7 out of 9 from the field in the first quarter. He hit four three-pointers out of 6. He had 18 points. Curry hit all three of his three-pointers. He had 12. They had 30 combined, 30 combined, and that's what happens with Golden State, right? They live and die by the three, and they hit eight three-pointers in that first quarter. They literally blitzed the the Phoenix Suns, and and, and and it was 43-21, and it just continued for a lot of the second quarter, too, because they got to halftime. They had 75 points. You're thinking, oh, my God, are they going to put up 150 on Phoenix? And, you know, Clay, again, three-pointer, three-pointer. He ended up, the and then he had a three-pointer with 11 seconds left in the first half. To, to make it 75-58. he had thirty-three points in the first half of that basketball game.
0: Yep. Eight made threes in the first half yeah, of that it was basketball it was game. Just incredible.
1: And then something equally as incredible
0: happened in the third quarter. The Suns made it a three-point game. I couldn't believe it. How? I, I, don't, it. I mean, I, I mean, I know how. Yeah, Devin Booker to, they, had a really good third quarter, and DeAndre Eaton had yeah, a really to good to third DA quarter a little bit.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I thought sorry, you were yeah, going to yeah, jump no, in. Yeah, yeah but, go ahead. No, you mentioned DA. Yeah, yeah, they went to DA a little bit. I mean, they got it to eighty-seven, eighty-four on a, in on a. On a, on a basket I think it was a might have been a goaltending um, and then they had a then it made it 8582 and Chris Paul had a free throw four and a half minutes left and you think I mean, they might have a chance to win this game yeah
0: no I was thinking the same thing and then it just it, it was the key stretch in that game I thought I mean other than how poorly they started that I mean that really is truly the key the key stretch of that game was happened after they closed it to three they just ran out of gas the rest of that third quarter there was nothing there that they scored four points the rest of the third quarter after they cut it to three. Oh, so much energy to try and get back in the and game. And that's why you can't start as poorly as you did. And I get it. Clay, Splash Brother, Steph, Splash Brother are going to have those moments. They're going to have games like that where they're simply in that zone. Um, but the Suns' defense was awful. The Suns' bench was awful. Outside of Book and Ayton, there was really no help last night for those two guys at all last night. And you just, you kind of, it almost set the Suns in a poor position for tonight in that if that game had gone the way it was trending in the first half, Monty could have pulled all of the starters and saved them for tonight, the second night of a back-to-back. But because they got back into it, he was kind of compelled to play his starters and try to win that basketball game, and they were never able to get much closer than the three, and they ultimately lost by double digits the way they did. So it kind of put Monty in this weird position of, okay, I kind of have to go for it to try to win this game. We're within three, but by doing that, you really cut into some of the rest for the guys tonight on the second night of a back-to-back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you play in Milwaukee, who played last
1: night as well, and they won. Yep. We'll talk about that later. But I'm glad you mentioned the defense, because I like to like really you know look into... Oh, Clay Thompson, it's all these eight three-pointers. Look, he, he hit the shot. How? 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 What did they do? How did Clay get all these good looks? Well, it's pretty simple when you look at it. They, you know, The Suns' defense was just atrocious. On one of them, the one that it made in it 19-7, both Kogi and Book went to Curry and left Clay Thompson wide open. There was miscommunication between... Booker and Okoji on who was going to take who, both of those guys went to Curry. On the three-pointer that made it 22-7, to it was a transition. Book didn't pick him up at all. Book was in no man's, no man's land, and he never picked up Klay Thompson. That was his guy, and he didn't pick him up in the transition. So you just look at how Golden State was able to get these guys free, and you're right. I mean, it was just really bad defense. It was real miscommunication, you know, not picking guys up. They got the switches that they wanted. But a lot of those threes by Clay were really good looks because the Suns' defense was just not very good.
0: Yeah, we saw a couple of occasions where once again Terrence Ross got all spun around (laughs) last night, and that's you know the liability with him. It continues to be exposed. Um, And it's the defense that because that's the part, okay, get it. There's no Kevin Durant, and I understand that this team is not complete, this team is not whole, and we won't see this team complete and whole for a while. You can still defend, and I, I can't imagine Monty, you know, he was not Happy with this team's defensive effort on Saturday against Sacramento. I didn't notice this, but Dwayne Rankin wrote about today on AZ Central that coming out of the tunnel at the end of the first half, Monty looked really perturbed, and I would imagine there was a speech at halftime about the poor defense they were playing, given that they gave up, what, 75 points to the Warriors in the first half last night. Monty, you know, okay, just because you don't have Kevin Durant doesn't mean you can't defend, doesn't mean you can't continue to play well at that end. The Suns are still a top 10 defense in this league. If you look at the defensive metrics and the ratings, they have not played to that level the last couple. And I, I just I wonder if Durant's absence is in their head a little bit, like they're like they're thinking, "Hey, look, all we got to do is hold on to this four seed. That's the most important thing." And they're not playing with the same kind of energy that we're used to seeing them play with because clearly they have not been the same team the last two games.
1: Yeah, I mean, you, you, no Durant, and you, if you didn't make the trade, no, like no Cam, no Mikael, you're playing really short-handed. There was one point in, in when when Clay backed down. A Kogi and scored. This is in the first quarter. He backs him down, backs him down, scores. And then as he's running backwards, you could see him put the too small sign down. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? He put the, he put the hands down on the ground a little too small. Mm-hmm. To Ross, to Ross. And, and you're right on Ross. I mean, as you watch him, you're like, okay, I like this guy as a shooter. But, man, is he a subpar defensive player. There was one play in the fourth quarter where Draymond ball faked Ross and, uh, and, and just went in for a dunk. It it was like, wow. I mean, just ball faked him, looked like he was going to, and it just went right by him and got a dunk. It made it 102-90 to 90, and it was just like, man, Ross is just, man, he's a liability out there defensively. He
0: is and it shouldn't be a problem when Kevin Durant is back and they're in the playoffs and obviously Terrence Ross isn't going to get minutes like he got last night. I, clearly, they're going to shorten things up, but in the meantime, we're still two weeks away from that happening, three weeks away from that happening. They have to figure figure out ways to play better than they did last night. And, of course, tonight it gets no easier with the Milwaukee Bucks here at Footprint Center. And we'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. The Madness tips off on Thursday. With it comes your chance to win over $3,000 worth of prizes in the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks. It's presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. Text the word BUCKS to six twenty six twenty. 620 Fill out your bracket. Compete in the Madness. Again, text the word BUCKS to 620-620. Well, look at that. Free agency started 9 a.m. yesterday, and the Arizona Cardinals have made an external signing. What? what I know. We'll tell you about it next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Free agency started at nine AM yesterday and the Arizona Cardinals finally got into the game, so to speak, signing an external free agent to a multi year contract. A
1: linebacker. A linebacker. Yeah. And wouldn't you know a former but Eagle they too. it's what they need. Uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> well a linebacker. Like, how, how shocked are we right now that it's a linebacker? Yeah. It, you need offensive linemen. You just let Zach Allen. You need defensive linemen. The Cardinals went out and got a linebacker. I know. It's it's so it's uh, like it's so like in some ways it's oh my so goodness.
0: so typical. You go, okay, it's a former Eagle, which kind of makes sense with Jonathan Gannon. Is Kime still pulling the strings over there? But it's like an off-the-ball linebacker, which is so Steve Kime, right? It's Kazir it's, it, it's, White, the linebacker from the Philadelphia Eagles, who um, had a pretty good year last year, had a pretty good year the year before with the L.A. Chargers, in which he started all 17 games. He had 144 tackles. Um, with the Philadelphia Eagles last year, he played in all 17 games. He started eight of them. He got a start in one. One of the playoff games for the Eagles. I'm not sure which. I'd have to look it up. He had 110 t- tackles, one and a half sacks. He had seven pass breaks up, breakups. I should say a okay, good tackler, and, and he's a good tackler. It. It seems as if there's been some speculation about this from Kyle Odegaard and others on Twitter, that under Jonathan Gannon, the Cardinals will likely be moving to more of a 4-3 look. And in that 4-3 look, it would be White and Simmons on the edges and Zaven
1: Collins in the middle of the new 4-3 alignment for yeah. the Cardinals. Now, you mentioned he spent four years with the Chargers. I mean, he, he gets a lot... He, he doesn't get a lot of sacks, he doesn't break up a lot of passes, but he's a very sure tackler. In some ways, a little bit like Jordan Hicks. You know, Jordan Hicks wasn't... The, the most fleet, you know, running with guys, but look, I expected that they would get somebody from the Eagles, a couple of guys to come in here, um, and if this guy can run a defense, that'd be great. He had 110 stops last year, his only season with Philly. You're not paying him a whole lot of money, but he's not an older player either, so, um, you know, I, I you know, I, I do want to see them go out and address the offensive line and sure. defensive line, sure. but I'm sure for, 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 the, for Gannon's defense, he needs to have somebody he's familiar with, you know, in that middle.
0: Yeah, him, Nick Rallis, Rallis Pardon me. Um, having somebody who kind of knows the system. I, I mean, it's like in some ways, right? I'd almost rather address the linebacker position this way: a two-year deal for eleven million dollars, than going out and spending a first-round draft pick on it, multiple first-round draft picks on it, right? Like that right. was, in some ways, that was kind of the Steve Keim philosophy. That's that's. Inventory That's really good inventory and first-round picks that you're using on off-the-ball linebackers. This way, it just makes a little bit more sense. Two-year deal. It's worth, at it the most, $11 million. So it's not a cap killer. It's not like a big, overpaid, exorbitant contract. And quite frankly, it is, other than the fact that he's a linebacker, it really is exactly in line with kind of what we expected from the Cardinals, this free agency. Not very expensive. A core guy who's going to play a lot, right, who's going to be out there a lot, who's not going to break the bank. I would expect we're going to see a lot more signings like this out of this team in the coming days. I think this kind of fits the mold. Plug
1: holes, add depth, but they really got to get in on an offensive line and defensive line. He had uh, one and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, five pressures, seven passes defended. He did play 76% of the defensive snaps. Now that's the fourth starter that the Eagles have lost out of that defense. And they still got Fletcher Cox and J. James Bradbury and C.J. Gardner Johnson, you know, on the market. So they've already lost four guys, right? They lost Hargrave, they lost Epps, um, they've lost uh, they just lost Edwards. White, T.J. Edwards. Yep. So they've lost four different guys that have lost off that defense. But you know, listen again, this isn't it's, it, it's a it's a low level signing, not a lot of money for a guy that Gannon's familiar with that could probably really help get the defense lined up and you know, good tackler. So not a terrible move at all. But again, I mean, I just you know, I, I do want to see them address the needs. That they have on offensive line and defensive yeah, line like and, everybody else does. And I would
0: suspect at some point very soon they'll probably do that. And that wasn't it for the Arizona Cardinals in terms of signing some guys today, but the rest are kind of keeping their own. One of them we knew about, that was Kelvin Beecham. That news came down yesterday that he was re-signing with the team. on it, And then we finally got terms, not finally, but we got terms on it, and it was really cheap. I mean, it's basically a one-year deal for about $3.5 million. It's technically a two-year deal, but his salary's not guaranteed in 2024, so they could move on from him after a year if they wanted. Um, two years, $5.15 million. The bulk of the guaranteed stuff comes in year one with a $2.1 million signing bonus and another $1.2 million in salary, which is the league minimum. Like I say, the rest of it, they could move off of it if they wanted to. The other things they did today, um, they re-signed Matt Prater, their kicker, and they re-signed running back Corey Clements.
1: Prater got a two-year deal, Clement got a one-year deal. Corey's a Philly guy. Yep. So familiarity there with Corey Clement, too. Good, good, decent backup running back. You know, James Conner is going to handle the load. They gave James Conner a pretty big deal. They did draft a kid. I'd like to see what they think of the USC kid, Keontae Ingram. Um, But, you know, Corey Clement was a guy that they had brought in when all their running backs started to get injured. Remember, they brought in two running backs at the time off the scrap heap, and Corey Clement was one of those guys. But Gannon must like him, so they decided to re-sign him. Yeah. um, It is a far
0: cry from what the rest of the nfc west is doing save for the rams i mean they haven't really made any big moves yet other than trading jalen ramsey um seattle seahawks loading up San Francisco 49ers loading up. Um, those two teams are kind of announcing their intentions when it comes to this division. Seahawks signing a big defensive tackle. Yesterday, did you see the Seahawks were in on Zach Allen, too? I saw that. Yeah, I saw a yeah, tweet about surprised that. They that. really wanted Zach Allen, yeah. too. He ended up going with Denver, which is what we both expected. Of course, Hargrave going to the San Francisco 49ers. That's a big deal. The Cardinals, look, it would be irresponsible for them to go into free agency trying to keep up with those two teams. I agree. There's no reason for them to do it. It's still not it's, it's hard to not want to look over the fence a little bit into your neighbor's backyard and see what they're doing, right? And be a little envious over a team well, like I mean, San Francisco that's going they, for They it. spent
1: $84 million on a guy. Now you got Armstead, Bosa, and Hargrave. Like, oh, geez, You know, so, and you know, the Seahawks, they got that Draymond Jones, $51 million. I mean, yeah, I mean, eventually you want to get to that point where you're spending, you know, big money on a player because you're, you're close. I mean, Seattle was a playoff team. The 49ers were a playoff team. So these teams, you know, loading up on really good but when you're really good you could you know you could choose that one good player when you're really bad you're looking at okay I got I, I can't spend that money on one guy I gotta spend that money on five guys because I got too many holes. But when you don't have a lot of holes, you know you can look at a position like what San Francisco 49ers did and say look let's go get let's go get Hargrave and spend spend that kind of money on him because he's well worth it.
0: When we uh, a little bit later in the show we're gonna take a look around the NFL and some of the moves that were made today. I do want to bring up one right now yeah, though um, and that's Darren Waller going to the New York Giants. And the only reason I want to bring that one up is I don't know this for a fact. I'm just thinking out loud here. I do wonder if the Giants were in the market for DeAndre Hopkins, does that take the Giants out of the market for DeAndre Hopkins? I know Waller's a tight end, but if the priority was to add a pass catcher for daniel jones to target did the giants decide to do that with waller instead of deandre uh, Hopkins? back-to-back
1: thousand yards eleven 1, hundred yards not even thousand back-to-back eleven hundred yard seasons in 2019-20 but he only played in 11 games in 21 and only nine and 22 so they trade a third round pick to get him so the giants end up trading a third round pick and you know hope that he's healthy that's a good question i mean it's a, just a different position and the Giants have a quarterback that doesn't like to throw the ball down the field a lot. He's, you know, he likes to check it down and you know throw those short five yard passes. So, you know, maybe they felt with with Waller that he might be a better fit. I don't. It's a good question. I don't know. They just need to get you know more offensive weapons. Third round pick for a tight end who's had a couple of eleven hundred yard seasons doesn't seem like a bad deal for the Giants. But I would imagine if they. If they want a wide receiver, again, I mean, Hopkins is the best guy. I thought you were going to mention the Lazard deal going to the Jets. That's oh. where I thought you were going to go. Yeah. With Lazard could going have. to the Jets. Lazard signed a four year, $44 million deal with the Jets. Basically sets it up that Rodgers is going there. He Rodgers is saying, I want this guy, this guy, this guy. Mm-hmm. They'll probably get Randall Cobb, too. Watch. <laughs> I'm probably, serious. Watch. They'll no, probably get Randall they're, Cobb. They're, I mean it. There are reports the Jets are kicking the tires oh Is there really they reports? Go? Oh, yeah, there really oh my are. God. Good. I didn't see you that. haven't seen those? I didn't see reports. Oh, no, yeah. I just there know are, that
0: they. There are reports that kicking the tires are. Randall cup another that, uh, that uh that's the guys rogers loves <laughs> texas your thoughts on the fan dual text line at 620 620 right now they are 20 and 2 since the end of january they're playing the suns tonight how worried are we that's next burns and gambo
1: <laughs> the burns and gambo need to know twitter poll
0: presented by sanderson ford Let's send it back to the auction community studio. Zach is standing by. He's got our Twitter poll question of the day. Zach, I assume you partook in the pizza pie and the pie pie. Oh, yes, pie of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of yeah, course. Very delicious. Thing. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We're very happy for you. <laughs> very happy. No, I mean, we're always happy to be on the road, right? And we're down here at Footprint Center, and we're brought to you by FanDuel. But of all the days, National Pie Day. I know. When Lou Malnati's is there and all sorts of assorted fruit pies and whatnot. And as long as Zach's... Yes. Yes. If, if, if you guys happy. are missing out. If Zach's happy, I, it's terrible, right? I'm sure it's all really, really bad. And none of it's good.
1: No, no, no. It's 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 horrible. So, okay, good. That's what I want to hear. That's what I Hopefully, to hear. not as horrible as our
0: poll question today, which well, that remains to be seen. We're already missing out on pie, so we're kind of grumpy as it is. So you it better be good to to impress
1: us. All right. So this question revolves around the immediate future for two of our big teams here in the state of Arizona: the Phoenix Suns and the Arizona Coyotes. The Cardinals are just in to the beginning of free agency. Haven't made a bunch of big signings, but we're going to see how they continue to go out. And the Phoenix Suns, obviously without Kevin Durant, so there's a lot of uncertainty over the next couple weeks. In this exact moment, in time, which team has you more concerned for its immediate future? Is it the
0: Phoenix Suns or the Arizona Card- Cardinals? Which team has me more concerned? The Cardinals. The Cardinals. Yeah. Cardinals. The right. Cardinals. I'm not... I know the Suns have lost back-to-back games, and I know they're kind of scuffling along right now without Kevin Durant. They're going to get them back, and when they do, everybody will be quickly impressed with how fine they'll be. As I think long they're going to they be fine. Back. Yeah. Like, I just as as really as do think they're going to be fine. Yeah. Uh, the Cardinals, I think this might take a while for the Cardinals. I do. Uh, what's the results say of this one so far?
1: Yeah, our audience is definitely agreeing with you guys here. It's a blowout. 77% going with the Cardinals. It's the other 23% going with the Phoenix Suns.
0: Alright, uh, that's us poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page. At Burns and Gambo, one word is where you can find it. Before we talk about the box... Uh, this just came down from Adam Schefter a moment ago. We were speculating on Eagles players and how many of them might leave the Eagles and come to Arizona. Kaiser okay. uh, White, obviously one of them. James Bradbury is not going to be one of them. Staying in Philly. He's returning to the Eagles on a three-year deal, $38 million, $20 million fully guaranteed, and another $6 million in incentives. The total package is about $44 million. So it's not going to be him. He was frequently the player in free Agency that was the most affiliated and associated with the Cardinals. You couldn't go a day without reading a Cardinal should sign this guy. Cardinal should sign this guy. And always this guy in the equation with Bradbury. who's. Linked to the Cardinals a lot.
1: And a position more of need. Like, the Cardinals went out and got a linebacker. And I mean, I think you could, you could understand it. They want to, they need a, an extra linebacker. They got one. He's familiar with the system. You want somebody that knows the defense and can run it if you have to. But you also, they, they need a corner. And that's why Bradbury made a lot of sense. But he is an older guy, Bradbury. You know, we had the discussion when you had that Bradbury or Murphy. Remember that? I was like, I'd rather have Murphy. Yep. Now, if the Cardinals re signed Murphy, I think it would put a lot of things in line. Okay, now I understand why they didn't get Bradbury. Now I understand why they didn't keep Zach Allen. It may have come down to both. If Murphy, if Murphy gets $15 million a year, then I understand I understand some of the other things that have happened that may, we, we may be
0: questioning right now. Yep, we'll see what happens with Murphy. Still no word on that. But if you thought Bradbury was coming here, he is not. All right, we are at Footprint Center. Suns taking on the Milwaukee Bucks tonight. The second night of a back-to-back for the Suns. It's the second night of a back-to-back for Milwaukee as well. They are in Sacramento. Talk about two of the hottest teams in the NBA last night in Sacramento. Milwaukee, the 133-124 win. Giannis Intenticumpo in 34 minutes had 46 points. He was unstoppable. Chris Middleton in 34 minutes had 31 points. Giannis was unbelievable last night. They, they were out. unbelievable down the stretch of that game.
1: Yeah, there's no question. And, you know, I looked at that game and Sacramento was up by quite a bit. And I was like, okay, you know, it's, uh, you know this, is, this is interesting. But Jan- Chris Middleton as well. Had a really good game for Milwaukee. And Sacramento is one of the hottest teams in the NBA. The Bucs, by the way, have not lost two straight games since early January. So they're 49 and 19. And they did a great job. And what they did is, you know, they, they did a good job with the pace. They really, you know, were able to handle the Kings' pace in that game. Because the Kings, you know, they have one of the best paces in the NBA. So they're able to play it that way. Uh, number two shooting team overall, tops in two point field goal shooting, number three in free throws. And they get up and down the court pretty quickly. But behind Giannis and Middleton, I thought Middleton was really good for them Close. last night You know, as well. I mean, he, he's a guy that's considered their closer. Middleton at 31. They finally put him back in his starting lineup. Mm-hmm. He had 31 on 9 of 15 shooting. He had 5, he had five of 8 um, from behind the three-point line. He was 8 for 8 from the free-throw line. That combination was really good for Milwaukee last night.
0: Yeah, and for Giannis, um, it was his first game since March 5th. He was ridiculous hot to start that game, he made ten of his first thirteen shots in the first half. He played really, really well. Uh, this is this is a rematch of a game, albeit one without Kevin Durant, albeit one without Giannis and Tentacupo, that we saw just a few weeks ago for the Suns. Really good game on national TV as well. But with Giannis now what I don't know about tonight, I don't
1: know on the second night of a back to back is who's playing. Right. Who's playing and who's what kind of playing. minutes restriction are we dealing with? I mean, right, does Giannis play again? Are you coming back from the the hand injury? Forty six points twelve rebounds, four assists and you know, twelfth game this year with forty points for Giannis. Did they did they you know, now they are trying to hold off Boston. You know, so that's the thing you think about, right? They're trying to hold off the Celtics for the number one seat. So they to say that they don't have anything to play for, no, they do. They do. They're not like the Nuggets who have a pretty comfortable lead. I mean, the Nuggets lose three games in a row and it's still fine. They they've got what a two game lead over Boston, two and a half right now, two and a half. So they're ho- trying to hold off the Celtics. So it'd be interesting if their guys play tonight. You know, considering okay, you probably feel with no Kevin Durant, you got a chance to win the game if you play your guys. Yeah,
0: I I, I, I don't. know. No, I feel like at this point it's just a guess. My guess is if Giannis plays, it will be limited. That he, he just he won't play a lot tonight. First game back in a while. You know, I, I, I get it. I understand what you're saying about the East, and certainly they don't want to fall. But with two and a half game lead, they, they've got a little bit of wiggle room there to play with if they want. Right? right? I bet they see the bigger picture with Giannis and they play him in a very limited basis. Chris Middleton, I don't know. Drew Holiday, I don't know. I don't know how much the, And then from. Suns standpoint, I don't know what they'll do with their guys either. I, I mean, Devin Booker played a ton last night. Obviously, so did DeAndre Ayton. Uh, the minutes restriction for Booker is relatively lifted at this point. But does Monty want to play it safe too on the second night of a back to back? I'm not really sure what we're going to get from either team tonight. To be yeah, honest, you. you know,
1: I, I think you know you go with the philosophy like if with no injured guys, if you're available, you'll play. So I would expect the Suns' guys are going to play. What's interesting with Milwaukee now? This does not count last night, but going into last night's game. Middleton, Drew Holiday, and Giannis, they'd only played 132 total minutes together this year. That's it. 132 total minutes. And that's 56th most among three-man combinations. So they haven't played a whole lot together because of the injuries and the absences of guys. Speaks to the dominance of Giannis.
0: Chris Middleton's missed a lot of games, right? You you mentioned him getting back into the starting lineup. I think last night was the fourth game he started. He hasn't played in a lot of games this season, and they were kind of bringing him in slow off the bench sort of thing. Giannis is, I I mean, to think that they have had that kind of lack of continuity and they're still the top team in the Eastern Conference by two and a half games speaks to Giannis, speaks to what they've built there in Milwaukee, speaks to how good the rest of the roster is. Um, Yeah, it's it's been impressive that they've been able to do this without those guys playing as much as they have. And and for the Suns, you know, it it closes down this three-game stretch where it was Sacramento and it was Golden State, it was Milwaukee, it was a tough three-game stretch. I don't think any of us thought they were going to go 0-3. I think they're staring 0-3. I thought they, 3, I thought they could have. I you thought they could have? Yeah, sure. I, I was thinking, worst case, they were going to go 1-2 and 2,
1: and that they were probably going to beat Sacramento and this, then lose the other so two. short so with I mean, remember what they gave up for Durant. They gave up Jay Crowder, who wasn't playing. I get it. But you were supposed to get a guy for Jay. Jay Crowder, Mikhail Bridges, Cam Johnson. That was three of your top six guys from last year. Three yeah. of your top six that you don't have. And now without Kevin Durant, so what are you playing? You're playing Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker, and two guys who shouldn't be starters. This is not a good Suns basketball team. The Suns are going to be very reliant on their top three guys. Devin Booker and Chris, and, and maybe it's just your top two, very reliant on Booker and DeAndre and uh, Kevin Durant because Chris Paul hasn't played well. So, no, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you could just see the difference with with them. And it hurts their bench now because Kogi and Torrey sure. Craig aren't coming off the bench. Monty's been really upset with the bench lately. We'll talk about that, I know. But I, I, I'm not surprised if they lose three games. Games. And to me, again, the sky's not falling because as long as Kevin Durant comes back, then you'll have a chance in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and something else we'll kind of tease ahead, too. The sky is not falling as long as they don't continue to fall closer to the playing game because the, the more that number shrinks, the more my discomfort grows. I understand totally. Yeah, and, that and makes that, a lot that's of the sense. one thing that needs to be avoided. I agree they can finish with a six seed and be fine. They get down in that play-in tournament, and then I start getting real, Real nervous about things. Text the word "valley" to six twenty six twenty. Become a Phoenix Suns insider. Get all the latest and breaking news on the Suns and their quest for an NBA championship. Again, text the word "valley" to six twenty six twenty. Today, day two of NFL's legal tampering. It's been the trades that have caught the headlines today, and of course, the deal that hasn't happened yet. That's next. Burns and Gamble and Gambo Afternoons on Arizona Sports The Local Sports Leader Well, here's what hasn't happened Day 2 of NFL Free Agency Okay, Aaron Rodgers hasn't signed with the New York Jets. Hasn't announced he's retiring. There's he's been going appeals. to the Jets. They just signed Lazard. Of course he's going to the Jets. They're going to sign everybody that he wants a- them to sign. And maybe the most telling thing we've seen so far, apparently Aaron Rodgers has a scheduled appearance on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow. Presumably to announce whatever oh, it is going to Oh, he might do it there. Be. Maybe I, I yeah. don't know. But I just saw Mike Greenberg tweeted out a moment ago, who's a notorious Jets fan. Aaron Rodgers will be live on the Pat McAfee show tomorrow, one o'clock Eastern. Eastern time That's 10 a.m. Arizona time. Presumably, this is going to reach some sort of a conclusion uh, by then. In fact, Pat McAfee on his Twitter account. Be a friend, tell a friend. You're cordially invited. Aaron Rodgers tomorrow at 1 o'clock Eastern. But, yeah, Alan Lazard going to the Jets seemed to be the sure sign of all, especially given the Diana Rossini report. If you didn't see it earlier, Diana Rossini reported that Aaron Rodgers have basically given the Jets a list. These are guys I like. Yeah, These are guys I want
1: to play with. Randall Cobb was one of them. Alan Lazard was one of them. No Lazard was his number one receiver last year. Yep. I mean, after Adams left, he was the de facto number one guy. He didn't have a great year, but a good year. Like, he had a good year. 60 catches, nearly 800 yards, six yeah. touchdowns. He's, okay. big. He's, a yeah. big receiver, he's a big receiver, big target, you know. so And he's young. He's pretty young. So, you know, I, that makes sense. Listen, I'll give you a list of guys. Go get those guys. I mean, yeah. it basically assures that he's going to go there. Randall
0: Cobb was on the list. Alan Lazard was on the, the list. Odell Beckham Jr. was on the list, which is, you know, he we still have haven't gotten a, a signing from him or a decision made from him, but apparently Aaron Rodgers has provided these players to the New York Jets, and the Jets have at least started to accommodate him by giving him Alan Lazard. We'll see if they do anything with Randall Cobb. Mentioned the Darren Waller trade a couple of segments ago. I'll bring it up again here, too. The Giants took the draft pick that they got in the Kadarius-Tony deal from the Chiefs, okay, and they flipped that to the Raiders. It's number 100 overall, third-round pick. They flipped that to the Raiders for, Waller. for Darren Waller. Missed a bunch of games the last couple of years. When yep. he was healthy, he was premier. Like, one of the best tight ends in the national football league. He's still very, very good. Two years, with 1,100 yards for saving. Yeah, he's big-time
1: numbers for a, wall, for a he's tight end.
0: just missed a lot of time the last couple of years. I think he's yeah. played
1: in 20 games the last two seasons combined, I think. I remember when we used to beg for the day that a Cardinal tight end could have 35 catches? I do remember that. Because you know, the Cardinals just have never really had a good tight end. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he's a big time. he's a big-time tight end. And when he was healthy, he was great. So, you know, and Daniel Jones, like I said, he doesn't throw a lot of deep balls. So having a tight end and, you know, a big target right there in the middle of the field on crossing patterns and stuff like that, it's it's imperative for them. It is. So he goes
0: there. The one that just came down a little bit ago, uh, and we mentioned this at the outset of the last segment, but I'll mention it again. All-pro cornerback James Bradbury is returning to the Eagles. It's a three-year deal, $38 million, uh, $20 million, fully guaranteed. The total package is worth about forty-four with some incentives. He was the most commonly linked-to player for the Cardinals in free agency. Uh, every other story suggested the Cardinals, that he'd be on their list, given his Ties as connections that need at the needed to position. The Eagles have had a hard time keeping some of their guys. Right, right? They seen guys. a lot yeah. of their defensive
1: players leave. Yeah. Bradbury was the one that they clearly chose to keep, and there was a lot of, of rumors that the Cowboys were even going after him. So I'm sure that they had to make sure that they, you know, they got him. So we'll see what happens with some of the other guys, right? C.J. Gardner Johnson oh! is another one that's still available. So they had a lot of free agents after they won that Super Bowl. So everybody's keeping their eye on the Eagles. Yeah, um,
0: Hargrave to the Niners. You mentioned T.J. Edwards. Words um, to Epps. the Bears, Marcus Epps going to the Raiders, uh, still no decision on Fletcher Cox or C.J. Gardner-Johnson or things like that, and of course, uh, Kaiser White headed here signing the two-year deal with the Cardinals that we talked about a couple of segments ago as well, so the Eagles have certainly lost some guys.
1: Other I, I'm, that, just, you know, I'm just waiting to, in the back of my mind for you to call him Kaiser Sose <laughs> at some point. I like, they're like what. <laughs> I think at some point, Burns is going to be, Kaiser Sose signed with the car. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. Kaiser Sose. He's the linebacker who didn't exist. That's right.
0: Mm-hmm. Just like that. Yes. He's gone. Cool. Yes. Um, he showed these men of will what will was all about. That's
1: right. <laughs> that's Kaiser. Kaiser, Kaiser, so, Kaiser Sue yeah. White. Kaiser, Kaiser yeah.
0: Sue White. Yeah. yeah he's, 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 if at some point, Burns, you will mess that up. Uh, uh, you know, I know? You planted that seed in my head. It's possible. I might. I, I might. might. Yeah. Uh, I possibly could. You got to right like three times. That's why I planted the seed. <laughs> You're trying to screw me up. Over yeah. there is what you're trying to do, um, Jacoby Myers, wide receiver, three-year deal with the Raiders. It's what allowed them to trade Darren Waller in part because they were a little overstocked at the skill position player uh, position. Jacoby Myers. Some people thought this morning maybe that would loosen things up a little bit on the wide receiver market. Now that we finally had one go, and of course everyone's waiting on a D hop deal. I, 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 part of me can't believe it has been done already. You know, like I, I don't know what's unless it's not going to happen. Unless nobody or, wants to give, them a, second round wants right to give them a second round pick, and they're sticking to their
1: guns on this one. Yeah. I really expected this to be done by uh, now. You remember when the Cardinals wanted a second round pick for Josh Rosen? Uh, it took forever to finally get Miami's second second round pick, which they used on Andy Isabella. Yeah, um, yeah. I think that you know they. It's possible that if they got a second, they might have made this trade already. But maybe teams are holding out and not wanting to give that to them. I, I just I don't really see a scenario. In which they keep them. Uh, You know, unless nobody really wants to give them anything. And at that point, you're like, okay, I'm not going to give this guy away for nothing. Got to rework the contract, like you mentioned yesterday. Look, I get that. Uh, But I would love to get that trade done and over with and know that the Cardinals have an extra pick coming up. Yeah, me too. The Dallas Cowboys made a lot of trades today, which is,
0: again, has me wondering about DeAndre Hopkins. The Dallas Cowboys acquired five time Pro Bowl cornerback Stephon Gilmore from the Colts for a fifth round pick. Uh, Adds to what's already a very stacked starting defense for the Dallas Cowboys with Lawrence and Van Der Esch and um, Diggs, and now you had Gilmore to the mix. Uh, so the Cowboys getting busy. I don't. I don't think that takes them out of. I, I still keep thinking the Cowboys for DeAndre Hopkins. I, I, mean, I know we talked about the Giants earlier sure. and Waller, and the Giants seem to make sense as a logical destination. I don't know if Waller takes them out of the out of the mix or not. I still keep thinking the Dallas Cowboys for DeAndre Hopkins. Uh, it, it just makes. Way too much. He's he's the perfect kind of go for it player that Cowboys fans can get excited about after their team did get as far as they thought in
1: the playoffs. Here, it
0: just it makes a lot of sense to me that he would go there.
1: Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they they, they did win one playoff game last year. They they did. They beat they they beat the Bucs Bucks. You want a lunch, and Tom Brady? So they, one, they, yeah. they did get that one. They've got outstanding young player, Micah Parsons, and uh, you know they, they got that combination. Now, Ezekiel Elliott is not the same player he used to be, and I think there's. A a lot of the jury's still out on Dak Prescott as to whether he can be a top-tier quarterback or not. I think he's he's good. You know, he's one of those guys that's good enough to win you a bunch of games and get you to the playoffs, and you just question whether he's good enough to to win you a Super Bowl. You know, in Dak Prescott, I'm not sure. But if you go give him DeAndre Hopkins, that's going to help him become a much better much better quarterback. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, the Bears agree to a deal with Titans defensive end Demarcus Walker.
0: Eric, boy, the Bears have been busy. Oh, they sure have. They sure have Tremaine Edmonds and T.J. Edwards and Nate. Davis and, and the trade for the, the, the number one pick. For, for the wide for the wide receiver. Yeah, if you're if you're a Bears fan, if you believe in Justin Fields, and that's probably the big if here, if you believe in Justin Fields, you have to be thrilled at what your team has done. I mean they're spending, they've got cap space, they're using it, they've taken that pick and they've parlayed it
1: into multiple picks and multiple options and multiple players. I mean they've And guys that'll be there for a little while, like this are one year fixes. You know, when you look at when you when you look at DJ Moore and Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds, these guys are all in their prime. Like the those guy, those guys should be there for a few years. Yeah, the Edmonds pick, especially the Edmonds pickup, I should say, especially, that, that feels like a very
0: rare win in free agency. A lot of times guys are free agents for a reason, and I get it. You're not gonna find perfect players in today's free agency. I really like Edmonds a lot. Well,
1: and and uh, to, to have him available, I, I think was a bold move by the and Bears. they front loaded the cap hits on almost all of those guys. So instead of pushing a ton of cap space down the road with the side bonuses and you know, roster bonuses and all of that stuff. They front-loaded a lot of it, so they're not in a bad set-cap situation later on. And then this just coming down, this will
0: not register as a surprise okay. to anybody. The Indianapolis Colts are releasing Matt Ryan. <laughs> like I said, it will not Register as
1: a surprise All for anybody. Right, now now yeah. just move up one spot in the draft, and we, we're good. Yep. Just move up one spot. Go hey. from four to three. It's right there. It's right there waiting for you. Matt Ryan. Guy was so close to winning a damn Super Bowl. I know. 20. And now his career is, like, over. He's a, I mean, he's... I'm me ask you this. Would you, go, would you go Matt Ryan? As a backup here? No, as I would a, not. As a five- to six-game starter? I don't think I would. I, I, I Five- to six-game starter? I think he's pretty cooked.
0: I don't think I would. I oh, think, he's cooked. I think I'd want somebody stylistically a little closer closer to Kyler,
1: so there's not a big adjustment when Kyler comes back. They are not stylistically even closer. No, they're not. One guy's tall and can't run. The other's short and runs. I, I, like I, and I don't know if you
0: agree with that, I, but I think it makes a little sense to find somebody who's kind of close to what Kyler does. You know, just so you don't have, you almost have to design two different offenses. One for the guy who's completely different from Kyler, and then one for Kyler when he gets back. I still want Jacoby Brissett. Well, I think he's I mean, stylistically think a, closer to Kyler. The perfect Matt guy. Ryan, yeah, good quarterback, nothing, good, good, solid quarterback. Nothing on him yet. Nothing
1: on him. No, uh, and but, okay. This didn't, just didn't, a, in? didn't a quarter? Did, what quarterback signed today? It um, was a quarterback. I'll go back to my it notes. It was. It was a quarterback. Was it? it? Got paid pretty decent amount of money too. I was looking at that. Um, Who was it? Was it Taylor Heineke? It was Taylor. Uh, yes, it was. It was Taylor, Taylor Heineke. Heineke.
0: Two-year deal worth up to $20 million with the Falcons. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you Taylor off. Taylor Heineke. And one just came down mm-hmm. just a second ago, too. Another quarterback deal. Andy Dalton going to reach a two-year, $10 million deal with the Carolina Panthers. $5 million a year? $5 million a year. Max value is $17 million on the contract. It includes $8 million fully guaranteed. So presumably, he becomes the backup to whoever they draft number one. Andy Dalton just became the bridge guy. Unless there's somebody I'm He could start for
1: for a few games Uh if that guy's not ready. Uh Yeah, Heineke, two-year deal worth up to $20 million. The agents always put that out there. You don't know what it is, but it does seem like the backup quarterback scale is going up quite a bit. No doubt. It's Sunday, and it's presented by Michelob Ultra. We're
0: broadcasting live at Footprint Center, and our coverage today is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Not to rain on the parade, but because Gambo and I are both excited about tonight's game, we're also so worried about looking at the West standings. We'll explain why we're worried about the West standings next on the Burns and Gambo show.